Are your fears of dash cams holding you back? Well, today we've got the five different ways that dash cams can benefit drivers, and we're talking with our guest, Eric Jacobson of Tivitry Incorporated. Hello, I'm Andrew Winkler, and this is Driven Too Far, the truth about trucking, a podcast that helps over-the-road truck drivers balance career and family. Hey, thanks for joining us on this episode of Driven Too Far. Today, we've got Eric Jacobson with Tivitry Incorporated. And today we're talking about the five ways cameras can benefit drivers. Welcome to the show, Eric. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Say, before we jump in uh, and talk about the five ways, you know, one of the things I'm curious about is just where does the industry stand right now with cameras? How many, you know, have all the large fleets already adopted them and you're kind of working on small fleets or where's the industry at? Sure. So that's definitely changed over the past uh, five, six years since I've been in the space. You know, when we're, when we started these uh, conversations, you know, when I started at the company anyways, uh, it was common to hear a lot of, you know, our, our drivers are super concerned about privacy and they right. don't want cameras. No one wants big brother looking over their shoulder. And um, that was, that was the sentiment um, over those past five years. It's really changed more to you know hey my buddy got exonerated they said that it was his fault and the camera showed that it wasn't his fault and now i want cameras in my truck so it's it's definitely shifted more towards a more camera friendly environment do you and, and i always recall like every time you know we go through an industry change it seems like you you kind of go through this right when we think back when we went to elds and you had big pushback from quite a few drivers at the time they didn't want to go away from the paper uh was something new and there's just that fear that seems to be associated with the change and it sounds like now we're kind of pushed through that fear and people are are pretty receptive to putting a camera in the truck yeah the statistics are definitely in the driver's favor um here you know it, it shows you know i've heard as as many as eight times out of ten a driver is not at fault in an accident um however if if there's not a camera to show that um you know it's like 70 or 75 percent of the time the trucking companies are actually paying out uh, so if the driver of the professional driver is not at fault 80% of the time, why is the trucking company paying out 70 to 75%? Right. And they're just trying to settle it before it goes to court and gets to be really, really big dollar figures. In fact, uh, I just had one of those instances in our own fleet here in the last probably 60 days. Uh, we had a, uh, female driver. She was shooting down the highway at 65, right at the speed limit. And another truck was coming off a gravel road and there was an ice patch and that other truck couldn't stop. So he kind of T-boned our truck. But it, the, the beauty of it was, uh, thankfully nobody was hurt first of all, but you know, the beauty of it was, um, the insurance company instantly knew what to do. There was no questions about who who was at air, and it, it wasn't even a conversation. It was how fast can we get this thing settled and put to bed? Yeah, and it works the same way on the other side. Sometimes your driver, in the rare instance, is at fault, and at least you and your insurance company know exactly how to tackle that situation. It's going to save a lot of money in the long, in the long term, get it settled quicker. Well, let's talk about the, you know, the first of the five um 
ways they help drivers. Uh, talk more about the exoneration thing and and what have you seen? You know, do you have any good stories or anything where maybe you've had a fleet you've worked with? That it, I mean, it really helped them out or saved them some big dollars, something like that. I certainly do. An example that I always talk about is Sunburst Truck Lines down in Houston, Texas. They had a driver who was driving down the road. I wish I could share the video. I actually have it queued up. I wish I could share it, but driver was driving down the road. There was an off-ramp to on, on the right side of him and another truck to the left side of him, another tractor trailer. And the vehicle just decided they were going to come whipping around that other tractor and try to make that off-ramp. And, um, you know, of course, he didn't make it. Uh, rolled over it was a a terrible crash and the the crazy thing about it is that the witnesses that pulled over for that were the were the vehicles behind that saw this happening and they pulled over and when the officer got on scene they both gave eyewitness testimony that the sunburst truck line truck clipped the truck and spun it out of control sending it into the ditch uh but when you look at the camera footage, and I can show it to you sometime, uh, it's absolutely not the case. The Sunburst truck line didn't come within 10 feet of the truck. It, it came in across, but the perception of the people behind the vehicle didn't see it that way. So they weren't being fraudulent in this instance. This is just what their perception was. And so unfortunately, that driver would have been hemmed up big time for that accident, and he was not at fault. So you know, without the dash camera, the story that I've been told over and over is you know the professional drivers already at fault because the name on the side of the door um and and like i said those statistics are definitely in the driver's favor if you have the 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 tools to exonerate yourself well and what's interesting about that is like you said it's the eyewitness accounts weren't even accurate now they were probably to the best of their knowledge or what they thought they saw but uh the video doesn't lie we can slow it down we can speed it up we can look at it a lot of different ways you know to try to try to get to the truth there but before cameras that's all you relied on was either witnesses or somebody's own statement of what happened but uh, that's definitely a great example of how the cameras can can help drivers out yeah it's tough to argue with eyewitnesses that that thought they saw something and they you know, they didn't see it correctly. And I, I just see example after example on these dashboards where the drivers are exonerated. And so it's nice to see um, them being able to have that evidence to back them up. I just can't imagine how frustrating it would be knowing you didn't do anything wrong and then being found at fault where it's hitting your driver record. It's not, doesn't look good on your company. You know, all these costs are passed on to the trucking company and these insurance companies, but ultimately that reflects on the driver's pay and benefits, right? Well, it could have certainly put that, you know, his career to an end too, you know, if the, he, mm-hmm. he got pinned with that. Um, you know, one of the things I think about that used to happen, unfortunately, quite frequently to us was like truck stop accidents where somebody's parking at night, it's dark, somebody clips the the nose of your truck and, you know, tears off your hood or something like that. And of course they get spooked and they're off. And if there wasn't any witnesses, here you are stuck twenty thirty thousand dollar repair if they got the hood got into the radiator and the the air to air cooler and all that and you didn't have anybody to uh you know go back and and try to chase down but cameras i would think would help that way as well right yeah we heard that over and over that we need a solution that's able to record after the vehicle turns off um to be able to you know the driver's sleeping in his truck and all of a sudden he just gets woken up by a shaking truck 
And by the time he's up and got his, you know, getting dressed, he or she, excuse me, uh, you know, th- th- there's nothing they can do. The truck's gone. <laughs> but, Man, I mean, nothing. Pull your pants on, get out of the sleeper. <laughs> they're, they're, they're gone. There's not much you can do. So, um, you know, I think if I remember right, is there some kind of a, like a panic button or something on the cameras as well? How does that work? There is. Some of the solutions we offer do have panic buttons. So it really gives the driver a sense of control knowing like, hey, this vehicle just cut me off. I had to slam on the brakes and this is going to somehow affect my safety score. And giving them the panic button and the ability to hit that button and send that footage directly to their safety manager or the dispatch manager or you know, whoever is managing them gives the driver a a sense of control over what they're seeing. And and at least they know that that video is going to be dismissed and that's not going to calculate against their, their overall score. So give us a basic lesson of how the cameras record on the loop and you know, how much, if I hit that panic button, is it going back in the history so far in capturing that video? Yeah, it's, uh, it's typically the panic button is going to set it back, you know, 10 seconds before 10 seconds after is, is, is typical. the cameras that we work with typically will record continuously. So they are recording at all times. However, uh, the driver's always like, no one wants, no one wants someone watching them all day. Right. <laughs> right. The truth is no one has the time to watch drivers yeah, all day. Um, and, and they're not the only time the video is actually sent from the camera recording, which is local to the truck, to the cloud is if something you know significant is happening like a crash or you know a harsh break or an ai event saying hey like you know we almost got into a collision here and that's just just to give that continuous improvement experience to the driver which is i think one of the other um items here i guess we could touch on so but in, uh yeah in the camera itself what i mean what triggers an event maybe you could talk about that yeah so there's two ways to trigger an event um one is a kinetic event Kinetic event, meaning there's a harsh deceleration or acceleration or a, a turn of some side kind. to side motion. Significant. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Significant motion of some sort. That, those are called kinetic events. The other is AI events, right? AI is a, a big buzzword right now. So it depends if you have a dual facing camera or a forward facing camera. Some common um, alerts that are AI based for forward facing cameras are following distance, right? I honestly put one of these cameras in my wife's car. Um, and that's because I told her, honey, you're tailgating. You're constantly tailgating people. If they stop, you don't have time to stop. And so, you know, that's 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 one big way. It's just those audible reminders in cab that can say, hey, increase following distance, increase following distance. Sometimes you, you just do things subconsciously and it's nice to have those in cab alerts. So the AI d- detects that based on your speed and based on the danger that's associated in your company's policies. It'll you know, remind you, hey, hey, maybe we need to increase the following distance. Another example would be like rolling stop signs. Okay. Um, it'll, it'll, it would, it would detect. Maybe it's a bad habit. You have rolling through stop signs without stopping all the way. It, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna alert. Those I, I remember those distinctly when we put the cameras in our fleet. Uh, the first couple months, that's what you saw a lot of rolling through stop signs, tailgating type things. And until you get the drivers coached and, you know, they start to get used to it as well. Now those events are far and few between. So it's amazing uh, the impact it's, it's had on our own fleet. And I know, uh, at least in our case, you know, ours is connected to kind of a safety score, if you will, where the driver gets kind of a a report card of how is how he's how his drivers how his driving's going and the cool thing about that 
you always have a few that, that need some work. But for the most part, I'd say 85, 90% of the drivers, they were competing. They wanted that top score. And the best part of that story was you get this guy calling and he, he didn't think something's fair on the cameras because he's got a 98 out of 100 and he thinks he should have a 99 or 100 perfect driving. So they get so uber competitive with each other. It was kind of cool to watch. That sounds like a, a healthy safety culture to me. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, and that's that's what cameras are really what I love about them. Right, is they give those drivers the ability to improve. Right, I mean, even if you look at professional athletes, a professional golfer, a professional basketball player, drivers are like everybody else. They want to be the they want to be great at what they do, and by having that footage available you're able to go back and see, Hey, what did I do? Right. What did I do wrong? You know, was my, how was my backswing? How was my, my jump shot? What was I, what was I doing? Right. What was I doing wrong? It's the same for drivers. You got to have those tools to really be able to, to make improvements. If you can't see it, it's hard to change. It's hard to get better. And I think drivers are similar to everybody else in that, in that fashion. There's a lot of fraud going on in the industry right now. Um, you know, over on the dispatch side, I think about the double brokering and stuff, but we've also all heard about the instances where there's uh, people out there doing fraudulent accidents and, you know, trying to get some big bucks out of the carrier. So how can these help us as carriers prevent that kind of fraud from going on? Yeah. I mean, I guess it all comes back to, uh, you know, we've all seen the news articles, um, where everywhere from you know fraudsters doctors attorneys all in bed together working together yeah. in these fraudulence you know uh, and and they'll look they'll look to see sometimes they'll look to see is does this truck have a dash camera if not it's easy money right it's easy money and if it does they're on down to the next truck to try to pull their little stunt so exactly just to deter it trucks without cameras yeah and pull in front of them slap on the brakes and say they tailgate yeah that's a great point yeah. Um, and, and, and that affects the driver's, uh, you know, safety records. It affects their employment and their careers. And it's, uh, it's too bad. These guys are, are sharks in the water like that. You touched um, earlier a little bit just on the training and coaching. You were talking about drivers wanting to self-improve and stuff. But I distinctly remember um, when we first got them uh, a few times, you know, you call the driver and say, hey, you triggered an event and this is what it looks like happened. And they, they want to kind of argue with you and say, that's, that's not what happened at all. Uh, but once you bring them in and they're able to replay or see the video for themselves, it's pretty, it's hard to argue that. And then they're just like, okay. And I think if you can get them to that point where they, they recognize it and they understand it, then, then that's really the point at which something's going to change. And you start building that healthy safety culture, like you were saying. Indeed. Yeah. That open-mindedness, sometimes it comes from just being able to see that we all have bad habits and bad behaviors and subconscious things we do and they're normal. I catch myself. I mean, I told you I had a dash camera in my wife's car. Well, I've got the dual facing camera, right? And I pick someone texts me or something. I'll pick up my phone and I'll, I'll look at it. And the camera says, put your phone down. <laughs> like, oh yeah. My bad. You know, like, thanks for the reminder, camera. You know, I'm, I'm, I find myself, I see a lot of drivers actually talk to their camera sometimes. <laughs> or 
they I see that too where they kind of know they got busted so to speak or did something they should have and they're like yeah yeah kind of like they're talking right to the safety director or something like i know i did that i shouldn't have done it that's pretty good talk more about the ai you talked about it on the and the outward facing what's it doing in the cab for the drivers yeah so the greatest thing i think for the driver benefit side of things right for the inside ai is the in-cab alerts, right? Audible notifications where it's processing things on the edge in the camera itself, and it's giving you in-cab alerts in the moment, like those reminders that we just talked about, right? Hey, put your phone down, right? It's not about getting them, it's, it's about giving them those audible reminders and saying, hey, you're following too closely, increase your following distance or you know, reduce your speed, you're speeding. The, you know, you, you get driving down the road and you get thinking about whatever happened last week, your family or whatever, and, and uh, and maybe you get going too fast. Having those audible alerts um, are really handy. A big one's forward collisions, right? Yes. Uh, how many times you've been driving? I don't know if your, your your vehicle, personal vehicle, has them, right? But I've been driving before and glance down, and all of a sudden, beep beep beep, my truck locks up, and you know that that audible alert that reminded me, you know, saved me from getting into an accident. And so those are those are really great audible alerts. Um, we talked about following distance, but the mobile phone usage, right? We do it. We all do it. It's it's subconscious. You grab your phone, you look at it, you set it down. You, you don't even think about it. It's just you got to just be able to break that pattern. And one of the ways we see it helps drivers break the pattern is just having an audible alert. Hey, alert. Yeah. Right? I, and, and, and I got to I really, really try not to do that. I'll put my phone in a place where I'm not you know, constantly yeah. grabbing it at stuff. But yeah, um, I do know a person that um, she uh does that quite a bit you know and it, it's really concerning for me and i and i wish she wouldn't do it but um let's just say we got uh maybe some listeners out there that are kind of on the edge they're teetering should i put cameras in should i not um you're talking about the audible alerts and some of it some of this is kind of overwhelming i think to people's like, oh my gosh, I don't want to go from, you know, zero to a hundred with these things. How do I ease into that? And are any of those features you were talking about, is it controllable at all? It is. So the settings for the cameras, the sensitivity of the cameras is really adjustable, you know, by, by the company. So, you know, you see a company, the company might look at their score and say, you know what, we're pretty safe. I don't think we're that bad, but their safety score is reflected low. You could adjust some of those settings and, and say, okay, let's let's average this out. There's some there's some things you can do there. Um, some fleets will start off with a forward-facing camera, and then you know a couple things happen, and someone says their driver was on a phone or something, and the driver swears up and down they weren't. All of a sudden, now we get the call. Hey, we really need the dual-facing cameras in here. The forward-facing is great, but we need the whole picture. Um, so we see that a lot. So um, some fleets we'll see have the dual facing camera and maybe their top drivers with, you know, safety scores above a certain level can get the inward facing camera cover. And uh, if you go below a certain score, you can, you know, then you have to remove the cover and you have to have your inward facing camera on. So there's there's different ways that people leverage the technology. Um, some have dual facing, some have forward, and then the camera covers, and then being able to adjust those settings so that it's not, you know, constantly dinging the drivers. Um, again, I keep reflecting back on when we put stuff in, and and we're probably 
little over a year in now with them and they're fantastic and we actually started testing them before covid hit and then you know 2020 the world kind of stops and uh to be honest with you i wasn't sure what was happening with our business revenue wise it's like oh my gosh are we really gonna have to pull back on some things and so we did we took the cameras out of the budget and we didn't get them back in until uh, i think we pulled the trigger late 2021 and started the installs in 22. So after we pulled the trigger on the cameras, um, I'm trying to think back at just our experience personally as a fleet and some of the, I shouldn't, I shouldn't call it pushback, but you know, where were the drivers and how did they react to the cameras? And one of the things that did pop up, uh, once in a while was the speed you mentioned that the ai was looking or maybe it knows the the highway speed whatever the set speed limit is on that highway and it, it tells safety when somebody's speeding they got a speeding issue and interestingly enough when we think of that we think oh if the speed limit on the interstate 75 you must have been going over that that isn't the case at all in almost all cases it was catching a driver coming into a speed zone where the speed zone would drop so maybe it went from 75 down to 65 down to 55 and you're flowing with the traffic you got your cruise set and you're you know five or seven miles an hour over 10 whatever it is and uh that was a big part of it but once in a while you'd have you guy would call you and say i wasn't speeding i think this thing is wrong so uh how do you address that when when you do find that the driver was actually right the the speed limit was set at a certain thing and i don't know if it's a database in the camera or if it's actually reading the speed limit signs how does that work yeah that's a really good question so um one of the solutions that we provide that we're both pretty familiar with has shifted uh, i guess uh the way they go about this particular uh question so for a while, the AI would actually read the stop signs as you drove by. So that way, um, you know, if if you were in a 65 and all of a sudden you're in a construction zone, the camera AI would actually read that. And so it would would automatically make that change. And um, the AI reading the stop signs was good, but there was a lot of false positives, it seemed like. Sometimes it would catch a frontage road that was next to okay. the highway, right? Gotcha. So. Yep. Um, this particular solution that i'm that i work with frequently um made a shift uh away from the ai back to a, a more reliable database that, that just seemed to have a more more accurate way of doing that also the same solution gives you the ability to go in maybe sometimes drivers are right sometimes the speed database could be wrong um not often it's like a 98 percent accuracy or something like that so it's pretty pretty accurate um but you, there's the ability to go in and actually edit a road segment in some of these technologies so if there is a, a chunk of road that may be misplaced or what you know mislabeled you can go in and edit that and make sure that it doesn't keep impacting those drivers so the carrier does have some control over that yes yeah very yeah. good and one of the um things that i that i really like is 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 that in-app scoring right you're a driver you're out on the road and you get the call from your safety director saying, hey, your score's not great. We need to make some improvements. You don't understand how it is, right? It's some algorithm that you don't really understand. Well, what's calculating my safety score or why? Yeah. And so one of the features that I really like in some of these solutions is that the driver can see right in their application 
what their score is and why their score is the way it is. And and the cool thing about that visibility is that you know what you change, right? You have a, you have a feeling, a sense of control over. Okay, I've been I've been doing a lot of tailgating. It looks like if I just backed off a little bit, you know, my safety score is going to go up, and now I'm getting the safety bonus this month or whatever it is, right? Um, so I like I like that transparency in the safety side of things where the driver is able to see why their score is why it is. Um, the safety director can, can, can also see that same information and, and, and just that visibility just seems to create a better relationship. Yeah. I think the transparency is key for sure. And it, it maybe it wasn't always in there in the early days of the cameras and stuff. But, uh, like I said before this, the safety score thing, it's, it's just been a fantastic tool to help drivers understand and, uh, there was some friendly competition and things with it and stuff, but we started a campaign when we did that and we just started, we kind of educated the office staff on how it worked and that the driver either on his mobile device or on the device in his truck could, could have that safety score, or get access to it. And we just started asking the drivers when we see them at random, Hey, what's your safety score like? And they're like, uh, and you ask a few times and then pretty soon, you know, they come in again. Now they start knowing, Hey, I'm at 93. It's like, nice job. So yeah. It got everybody on board, you know, even the office staff, dispatchers, whatnot, uh, everybody. It, it was a great way to start building that safety culture. You know, we talked about stories where the cameras can help exonerate drivers and carriers from things. Uh, you touched a little bit on just the opposite of that, you know, um, from a strategic decision. If we've had a vehicle in an accident, uh, how does the, even if I'm at fault, how does the camera come in? You know, where's the value there for the camera? You know, these these accidents, right? You see the billboards all over the highways. Get an accident, especially with a trucking company. Call us. We'll make you rich. Yeah, I'm the hammer. Um, I'm the hammer. I'm a lawyer. Got a big billboard, right? Been involved in a trucking exactly. accident. Call the hammer. So, yeah, And all those costs get passed on to the consumers, to drivers, pay and benefits that they lose out on, right? The trucking company doesn't have as, as much profits. And so it's, it affects everybody. Um, but if you know, like I've had, like I had a fleet, he called me up, said, Eric, my driver went right through a red light. No question. It's our fault. But I got to say, I'm glad I had the camera. We knew exactly what to do. We were on site. You know, we were, we we had our, our forms ready and, 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 you know, we cut a check and we walked away from the situation. It was, you know, it could have been a lot worse. And so just giving the trucking company, giving the insurance company that information immediately before an officer is even on site sometimes, yes. you know what strategically what your company is going to do to address the situation. It helps protect everybody, right? It's, that's what we've seen. Yeah, I, I've seen a few of those too. And uh, it's just, you see the video and you know instantly uh, unfortunately you may be at fault for something and it's, uh, you got to share it with your insurance company or whoever's going to be working on it. just say, listen, get it closed up as soon as you can. We, we made a mistake and we need to, you know, take care of it and let's try to put it to bed. This is no reason to drag this thing out type thing. So, mm-hmm. yep. I, uh, I had worked for a different carrier years ago and, and they kind of had that big accident, so to speak. Um, and I, I distinctly remember that where the video was available and uh, it was, oh my gosh, it was horrific for everyone involved. And and I think the one thing that maybe I would want drivers to understand if they're listening is uh, you absolutely can be drug into these court cases 
um, yeah, your carrier is probably going to get sued, but they will they will put your name in the lawsuit as well personally. So that's the importance of these things, and you know why they're there to protect you and and help you in the long run. So, well, uh, what else do you want to tell us about the camera systems? Well, I guess one other thing that uh, you know is kind of newer and se seems to be trending is, and drivers really seem to love it, is the three hundred and sixty degree visibility. Oh, right? yeah, that's right. Absolutely. So there's the forward facing dash cameras, there's the in cab facing dash cameras, but even that doesn't tell the whole story. It tells most of the story. But uh, what we've seen is the side cameras or backup cameras even have been a have been a big hit. Um, you know, driver gets hit somewhere in the back of their vehicle. They don't even necessarily know what the heck happened. They just know, you know, I was I was hit and I got to pull over and they said I was at fault, or they said my trailer didn't maintain its lane, or, or whatever. And those side cameras have have come in big, especially for companies, you know, you know, haul flatbed, right, um, where they're getting loaded and offloaded, and you want visibility over those because if that stuff shifts, you want to be able to show like, well, this wasn't loaded correctly. That's why it shifted, and and those types of things. So the side cameras, the 360 degree visibility has definitely been uh, trending upwards. Yeah, I, I should have known to bring that up because we're in the process of working with you guys on that, uh, doing some experiment on a few trucks. But uh, we had been to um, a, a group meeting and talking to some other flatbed uh, guys, and one of them had presented this idea where they had taken a single camera off the back of the um off the back of the tractor shooting towards a trailer and they were a flatbed carrier. And the whole idea there was, um, I, I think they were trying to learn a couple things was, you know, was the driver tarping the load when they were supposed to tarp the load type stuff. Cause apparently they had had some issues, um, where, you know, you halt for a broker and they want everything tarped and driver said he tarped it. But when he arrived at the, the destination, maybe the, Either the tarp wasn't there, he'd already taken it off or whatever. And the the receiver says, well, this load wasn't tarped. So the camera would give you evidence that the load was tarped the entire time and tarped correctly. Mm -hmm. um, we're taking it a step further and we're trying to, we'll have a camera shooting down both sides. And uh, I think that gives us, you know, the, the long length of the trailer to see if somebody happens to run into the side of the trailer or under the trailer, you know, what's going on. But from a securement standpoint, um, can we see that we use the right amount of securement? Can we see a tarp that's torn loose or, you know, starting to flap in the wind or it's just an experiment for us, but we're curious to see what these things are going to, going to tell us. So I think it'll be money well spent. I'm fascinated by the AI thing. So what's on the horizon? What's next for cameras and AI? What are they going to be able to teach us and tell us and predict and. Yeah, I think a big one is, you know, there's obviously hours of service. One of the big pain points is, is um, you know, I have all these unassigned hours. I've got to go in and kind of, you know, call call around and figure out who was driving this truck from from one o'clock to one twenty seven yesterday, and trying to clear all that up. And one thing that we've seen with some of the solutions is, you know, using the AI to identify uh, who who was driving the vehicle that time, and then be able to assign those unassigned hours directly to those drivers. I think that's a big piece. Um, there's already solutions on the market, including 
one that we both know pretty well uh, that can do that, but it's still, it's just a recommendation. Like, Hey, it's just Bob Jones. Yes. It's Bob Jones. Okay. Then it, then it assigns it. Right. It's like a, it's a, it's a one click thing. Um, but just maybe even being able to someday refine that AI. So it just automatically assigns the hours to the driver based on their. That, that'd be fantastic. And I, I know we've talked before, but the one, one thing we still have struggle with is the techs when the truck's in the yard and they want to bring it into the shop for maintenance yeah if they don't log in to the system then you've got some unassigned drive hours or time in the system and i think the safety crews like pulling their hair out a little bit you know it's just a daily routine they've got okay who's got this and man wouldn't that be nice for them if that could be just automatically taken care of exactly yeah. exactly just be knowing that hey that's maintenance ted and it recognizes their face and automatically puts you know annotates that as a as a yard move or whatnot so go ahead well i was just trying to think about some of the other upcoming ai type of stuff um more probably more audible alerts and and i know that some companies are pro audible alerts and some aren't but um what we're seeing is is that the audible alerts take the workload off the safety team more the administrative side and they're just helpful reminders for the drivers you know that so you can maybe get nudged three or four times and maybe your maybe a setting is uh set so that you know hey you, if, if you're tailgating it's going to remind you to increase following distance three times before it ever even gets sent to your safety team right so you know like every time this happens i'm not just getting you know blown up or my safety team's not getting blown up but if it happens three times the policy is now it gets sent up right different things like that are just just refining um that driver safety relationship a little bit more with ai i think it'll happen in the future that, that reminded me of a story when uh gosh i i don't think it was camera related i think it was the the trucks themselves when they started getting the collision mitigation technology and stuff like that and the following distance and the radar in front of the truck we had this guy come in he was so wound up because this, i don't know if the truck talked to him or what but uh he was mad because it kept telling him to falling distance falling distance falling distance and he's like can't you shut that dang thing off and it's like well maybe just change your habits and it'll stop it's like he was kind of missing the whole point but uh anyways that stuff's always entertaining for sure um i'm curious um forward facing versus both inward outward what do you think the mix is of fleets out there right now it's a 60 40 split right now is it dual okay. facing has is more dual facing than forward facing currently it was the other way around so yeah. it's, it's and i've got a lot of fleets that they sign up for forward facing cameras they're kind of dipping their toe in the water they want to see how their drivers are going to react to it um and then a year later they're saying hey what can we do here we want to we want to go to the dual facing camera so I kind of suggest for fleets to go with the dual facing camera. And if you're dipping your toe in, just do a lens cover on the inward facing. That way you don't have to buy new hardware in a year. Yeah, I think that, I think that's what we did. And that's where we're at right now too. We've always just done the outward facing. Uh, you know, we try to listen to the driver concerns and stuff when we we're bringing in the new technology. And of course the privacy thing always came up. Um, I, I kind of get it. I mean, I, I know how the system works, so I knew it wasn't always recording and I knew how, you know, it shut off and things like that. But there's just that that little fear there from a lot of drivers. They don't they don't believe what you're saying. Uh, so you give yeah. them a, a lens cover for it and they they certainly feel better. So uh, real quick, how does the the inward facing 
uh, address privacy with the drivers? Does it, when does it shut off? And yeah, so it shuts off about, t- there's an internal battery uh, inside the camera. So after the ignition's off for 10 minutes is when the camera just shuts down. Okay. Um, yeah. So if you're putting your pajamas on, maybe wait 10 minutes. After, wait 10 minutes after we'll you park <laughs> right. we'll just snap the lens cover on there yeah that's good well tell us uh tell us a little bit about tivetry and how do if someone's interested how do they get a hold of eric so we're a te- we're a fleet solution provider um we have multiple different solutions we have our favorites and we you know we try to kind of take a consultative approach and understand what the fleet's trying to accomplish whether it's telematics safety um a lot of our solutions have many, many different integrations that integrate with those solutions. So we like to continue to provide uh, value for our customers after the purchase, in the form of support and additional services and, and products. Um, best way to contact me personally is just Eric at Tivitry.com. It's E-R-I-C at T-I-V-I-T-R-I.com. Um, and uh, I can help you out. Sounds great. I really appreciate you being a guest today. You've uh, helped us a lot and educated us quite a bit. Thanks so much for your time. All right. Take care. Part of the podcast. You bet. Thanks for joining us today on Driven Too Far. If you have a topic you'd like to learn more about in the trucking industry, the link is in the show notes.